This episode of the Close to the Heart podcast has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus. I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a union worker, I'm a professional wrestler, I'm a promoter. This is my show. And on here we are going to tackle a number of different topics. Close to the Heart Podcast. We could be talking about sports, we could be talking about pop culture, we could be talking about professional wrestling. But above all else, we are going to talk about how we can go through life to make a positive difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. Welcome to the Close to the Heart Podcast. Welcome to my show. This is the Close to the Heart Podcast, powered by Anchor.fm. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Klaus and Heart Podcast, powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus, uh, coming to you from Fenton, Michigan, and from her home in Newark, Ohio, is Nikki Falsoni. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Jason. How's things? Just fabulous. Can't it complain. Seems, it seems like it's been a minute since we've... I know. Uh, since we've uh, been able to uh, hop on here and and record fresh content because yes. the last few weeks you know we've had those recorded for a while before the turnaround so not necessarily out of the vault but <laughs> you know we we had recorded a couple of episodes and by the time it catches up I thought sure I, well not sure I I was a little concerned because we do have one more one episode in the vault yes in, in case of a rainy day i'm like man is 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 this the week is this the <laughs> week that, that we're gonna have to and then i started panicking because i was like well crap now we're gonna have to record more specifically to put on the, in the vault and then come up with something for the next week and the week after it's right. a process it's a process <laughs> yes so what's new absolutely nothing same old same summer vacation still going well yes it is Great. how about for you guys how's baseball going it's busy you know especially now that the kids are out of school what what used to be one maybe two games a week has now become three maybe four oh, wow. um we did have something of an issue uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to record a couple, or I'm sorry, drop a, a, a couple of days after the 4th of July holiday weekend. Last week, we had something of an issue at our home field, and um, I, I could go on, on a real long bitch session about this, but for, <laughs> for the interest of time restraints, let me just kind of s- summarize it. Um, Austin had to be there at five o'clock. Uh, we got there probably about quarter to uh, about quarter two because you know how I am. I like to be early. If I'm right on time, I'm late. 
you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got there. I figured we'd get there, and if the, if there was a couple of teammates there or one of the coaches or, or whatever, he could start warming up or what have you, play catch. Uh, we were the first ones there, and I was like, oh, cool. We can help get things kind of cleaned up. And as we're walking towards the field, towards his dugout, I'm noticing that there is what looks to be a black hose, like a black, um, like like a discharge hose that you would see with attached to a laundry machine, you know, washing machine mm-hmm. or a dishwasher, something like this. I'm like, well, that's odd. I don't re- recall ever seeing one of those, you know, before. Didn't think anything of it. As we're walking up, a carry calls. And she says, um, th- there's a problem at the field. And as she's saying that, we're walking to the dugout. And I, I hear Austin go, oh, my God. So, <laughs> as Carrie says, there's a problem at the field. And, and I said, well, n- no shit, because whatever it is, Austin has already seen it. Uh, what What happened was. We've had a big batch of storms come through this last week, several days in a row, several days of heavy rain. I don't know if you if you follow the news or whatever, or if if it's even reported in your area. But like I ninety four in Detroit was completely underwater. I saw uh, that. And um, so I mean, we got a lot of of concentrated rainfall. It flooded the dugout. And the drain that they have in the corner of the dugout is completely clogged. You need like a professional plumbing snake. Now I'm I'm a maintenance guy, right? So or I used to be anyway. So I I kind of know what I'm doing in that realm. Um, but this, but by and large, this is something that's going to need a professional because there's no telling how long that drain tube is from where the where the dugout to where wherever it, it it takes all that water to um, long story short I wound up going home because it's like five five or six minutes away from from the house getting the shop back coming back and start sucking water out of the dugout just so that they could you know use it Meanwhile, the opposing players are showing up, the umpires are there, more of our kids are showing up, and they're just going about their business. A couple of the other dads were tending to the field, and I'm sitting there sucking up water and not happy about it. Sweating like I had just got done wrestling a a one-hour Ironman match. I was not in the best of spirits at, at this point. And, uh, long, you know, I got all the water out. I mean, it was still damp. I mean, it, it wasn't going to be bone dry, you know what I mean? But there was, there was no longer inches of water in this dugout. Um, as the game is about ready to start, it starts to rain again. And it started off real light, but there was thunder. There was a flash of lightning. We have to go into a rain delay. Um, during that rain delay, which lasted maybe, you know, maybe around 15 or 20 minutes, man, it started coming down. It reflooded the damn dugout. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I am done. Because I heard one of the kids say, um, Austin, is your dad going to pump the water out of here? I'm like, 
I ain't touching it. And, um, you know, it was, it was almost expected that I would just go get the shop back out of the back of my truck. And we were just going to resume, you know, water removal. And by that, by that point, the umpires, thank God, like, no, we're going to have to reschedule this because there was more water in there from, from the second flood than what we had walked into an hour and a half before. So I was like, fuck that. There ain't no way. No way am I doing that again because it was a lot of work. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. prepared for such manual labor at that time of day. You know what I mean? No, I have my days not. blocked out. You know, between the hours of 11 p.m. and 7 a.m., that's manual labor time. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I get paid for that. Now, that's not to say I won't do shit around the house because, I, you know, I will. But it, it's because that's part of my my obligations, my responsibilities. I have to take care of things. Otherwise, they won't be taken care of. Makes sense, right? Sure. This ain't rocket science. Um, that, yeah, not so much. Not so much my responsibility. And, you know, just... Like I said, it's a it's a longer story than what I just relayed. I left out a lot of key details that would that would determine my my immediate stance of no, I am not I am not yeah not doing this again. So does that you know I, I a part of me feels bad, but at at the same time, uh, I don't. You know what I mean? Like no. I I don't know, I don't know. You know. I think you're justified. Okay. Well, that, that's all that matters. Then. Good. <laughs> Got that validation. Right. That uh, the proverbial stamp of approval, as it were. Yes. Okay. <sighs> We've been teasing this topic for a while now. Um, it started um, a couple of weeks back. This was actually going to be the second segment of another episode where we touched on perfection versus reality because I wasn't really sure if we were going to have enough content for one whole episode of either one of these topics. When we tackled perfection versus reality first, that wound up becoming every bit of between 45 and 50 minutes worth of content. And by that time, we are... Um, three quarters of a way through our, our normal episode length. So I'm like, well, uh, maybe this one here um, that we're going to do today will lend itself to be its own topic as well. If not, well, then uh, segment two, maybe three, uh, will be a potpourri of fun and unexpectations. So <laughs> this is the one, this is the meme or the, or the saying or the post, I don't know what you want to call this thing, that you had found, that you presented, you brought to the table. I've read it a couple times. And I'm not really sure. Like, I, I feel like there's several ways that we could tackle this. But I want to make sure that we tackle it first, the way in which you intended because this was some, this was something that you found. Mm -hmm. So I, I want you to have the opportunity because obviously this meant something to you. So I mm -hmm. want you 
to have that opportunity, the first opportunity to kind of lay this thing out um, and in in the way you see it in your own terms, why this is important to you, and then we can, uh, you know, bounce back and forth based on that. Sure. You, okay. Because you know how I get, man. I don't want to go off on this tangent that, I mean, we, we all started at the starting line. But instead of going to the finish line, I'm over here in the bleachers somewhere. You know what I mean? Like right. totally, Yeah, it's part it's part of the gimmick, but it's it's not going to be the whole thing that uh, we I had initially or in this case you had had initially thought of. Mm-hmm. So. Um, with that being said, the floor is yours, okay. my dear. Would you like me to read it? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. To love someone long term is to attend a thousand funerals of the people they used to be. The people they're too exhausted to be any longer. The people they don't recognize inside themselves anymore. The people they grew out of. The people they never ended up growing up into. We so badly want the people we love to get their spark back when it burns out, to become speedily found when they are lost. But it's not our job to hold anyone accountable to the people they used to be. It is our job to travel with them between each version and to honor what emerges along the way. Pretty powerful statement. Pretty powerful mm-hmm. meme, right? Um mm-hmm. It's uh, now when man, when I read this, my mind started started going in a thousand different directions here, things of, of different people, different situations. How has this applied in one way or the other? Um, for you, this obviously hit home. You know, this mm-hmm. was, I would imagine, and you know, knowing you the way that I do, I would imagine that this was one of those um, pump the brakes. I mean, there's skid marks in the road. I need to pay attention to this or this mm-hmm. has this has attracted my my attention. Yeah. Why? Why is this? Um, I think because I'm kind of in this season of life where I am exhausted in many aspects and it comes through in my relationships and my friendships um, that I really want to be the person I was before, but I don't, that form of me does not exist. And kind of coming to terms with that and realizing that I can't just go out to dinner with friends. I can't just like my life takes a lot of planning now because I have Jesse and three kids and, um, realizing that the things that I had time for, I no longer have time for. And so you do kind of, you grieve for that loss kind of within yourself, but then also you try to maintain and be the person that your partner fell in love with. But when all of these other things change, you kind of have to continue traveling along with them as they evolve as a person. 
so that was kind of how it it spoke to me that you you can't expect someone to be the same person when the circumstances are not the same. That can be applied to just about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that, that that goes into effect with the friends that you have with that you have friendships with at work. You know, if if one or you or both or what what have you moved to a different department, different area, um, you know, you're gonna you're going to ad- adapt to your new sur- surroundings or vice versa. They're gonna feel you're gonna be affected by that void by your friend that you confided in that you looked forward to that's no longer there. That's that's one aspect of it. Another one is just, it's quite simply becoming more of an adult with each and every passing year. And I, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but at 45 years old, I don't really feel like a, you know, I'm in my mid forties. I don't conduct myself like that. Um, but at the same time, I'm also not that 22-year-old ignorant kid either, you know, but when I was 22, I was nowhere near I was when I was 14. So as we get older, I mean, even to this day, even people in their 50s, they're not the same people that they were when they were in their 30s because they they have been affected and, and they have adapted to their surroundings based on changes that were, by and large, out of their control. Death, you know, the death of a longtime friend, loved one, spouse, child, um, a sibling. Uh, I mean, that's going to change a person. You know, they, how many times have we heard or do we know or that we've seen or that we are aware of our own selves that when we lose somebody of pretty significant stature, there's there's a a piece of your core that is no longer the same. Some people are just better at dealing with it in a public um, environment and dealing with other people, whether it be at work, friendships, out and about, what whatever the case may be. Um, it, the way this is worded, it's very interesting in 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 the fact that and you said it too you're you're mourning what used to be you know you're you're mourning with the the different aspects of that of life that you may have enjoyed at one time a lot of married people or people that are in long term very serious you know re- re- relationships there's always a comment or a joke or something along the lines of Man, I sure, you know, I would, I could have gotten away with this if I was still single and going out to the bar and doing this and doing that. And by and large, that's not what you wanted exclusively out of life. But before you got into the situation that you're in now, before you met that special person, before you had kids, you know, when all of that, when all of those things come into play, it's going to, you know, you're not going to be that person that you were when you were bar hopping and partying and 
living carefree and you know what you know what I'm saying and yeah that was a fun time and and there are aspects of that that you do miss you know you miss the quote unquote freedom you know where you if somebody calls you up on on a whim hey you want to meet down the road and have a beer and a burger I ain't got nothing happening hell yeah I'll meet you down there that does not necessarily happen when you are a spouse, a parent, uh, you know, a, a significant other. I mean, unless you have a very understanding mate that doesn't give a shit if if you're there or not, and or and and you have that kind of um, uh, what's the word that that kind of freedom is not the right word. But for the lack of better terms, that's that's what what we'll go with. You no longer have that kind of you know. It if you're if your spouse, your significant other, you know, if they don't care if you just drop what you're doing to go have beer with with your buddies, and they're legitimately okay with that. Uh, hey, you are you are riding a blessed wave, my friend, and you know, embrace that because they that by and large. That does not happen, right? I mean, especially with kids. You know, when, when when you got kids, you know, we all want our time away. We all want to take, you know, have a night out, you know, even with the parents, you know, the spouses, the boyfriend, girlfriend, what what have you. Um, you really need to have that night or two away from the kids just to be adults for a small chunk of time you know instead of worrying about what what practice is coming up where is this tournament being held in what do i need to get for this that or the other you know the responsibilities and all this that's when you really start thinking god you know the <sighs> when i was younger man i realized i had it made you know mm -hmm. but when i hear that I think I that I can see both sides of that. Yeah, I, there, there, there is a a sense of, you know, it would be cool to have that that kind of freedom or that opportunity to just do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whomever you want. But at the same time, I mean, unless you don't like your kids, and unless you don't like your spouse or your significant other um you know it's i would take the life that i have now over what used to be you know mm -hmm. because and and i realize another aspect of this is a lot of the changes that we take part in whether we realize it or not are based solely out, out of events and the results of events that are completely out of our control. And like I said earlier, people deal with it in different ways. Some people just, man, they go right to lockdown. Other ones, the way they handle any kind of significant change, and by and large, that is not for the the more positive end of of the spectrum you would never know it because 
it is what they they live by that saying it is what it is you know as which has become so cliche um but then too with that you got to add you know there's just so many di- you know different aspects of this have i is there is there one that i'm missing that you think that oh well you you know if this happens this is where this comes into play um no i i think you did a really nice job covering that <laughs> i was just kind of following along and then you know they're conversely like reading this um you know there's also some accountability of being you know who you being true to who you are doc very good point and so i think yes people do change but if you love someone is holding them accountable if you see them going down a path that is not good for them no that's that's a very good point very good point um it's just when i read this i there's a couple of people that came to mind and one they're both they're on opposite ends here um you know there's one one friend of mine that is almost embracing these changes that are occurring around him that are out of his control um you know not necessarily something he sought out to do himself but the 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 course of action kind of materialized itself and it's presented this opportunity for the lack of better term that he probably wouldn't have had otherwise and he's embracing that scary yeah absolutely it's scary because it's new it's unknown and it and it threatens and will possibly probably alter a part of his personality a part of who he is a part of what he is known as but at the same time it's something that you know he felt like he needed a change didn't know how to go about it and when these doors of opportunity just kind of pop up out of nowhere and then they present new ideas new alternatives um you know that's going to change who you are and as soon as you step foot on that path you leave behind a a part of who you used to be because it has such a dramatic consequence but in in this guy's case by and large it is pretty promising right on the other end of that i know a guy who um has just had bucket loads of issues for the last year plus and then you know i'm sure covid played a small part of that but um if it's anything more than a small part it's being used as a crutch as a reason as an excuse as to why 
he may have gone in butthole mode and is now paying the the price for it. And, um, you know, by and large, this too has the opportunity and probably will alter who he is, was, and where his standing is in, in a lot of different aspects. Um, when that kind of thing happens, it can and oftentimes will lead to mental breakdowns and you're not thinking clearly and you know you you want help without having to come out and asking for help you're trying to throw as many red flags out there for somebody to grab a hold of and you know what can i do to help you that way somebody else has initiated the conversation instead of them having to come to grips with they fucked up and now they're having to, you know they're they're suffering the ramifications but when they get when they go into this woe is me mode and they start putting everything and anything on facebook just for the sake of being noticed for people to be like well what's wrong what's going on what's happening you know, that is your opportunity to start your path to recovery, but you choose not to. And while you are trying desperately to hang on to that portion or that that version of who you had been, um, the more you fight what's actually happening, the worse things are going to be for you the longer that recovery period is going to be, the more that mourning period of who you used to be. This is where you wanted to be, but for what one reason or the other, it's just not going to happen, either by your account or by somebody else's accord. That, that happens. But when that happens, we have to take responsibility, self-responsibility. We, we have to own up to our own mistakes. We can't sit here and blame the world and the universe and everything that is green, blue, and everything in between. We can't blame somebody else for every single one of our problems. That's that's the that's the bad side of this of of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You are desperately trying to hold on, but it look. Eventually, the tornado is going to rip the house down. You know, it, it's starting with the shingles and blowing a couple of branches and may throw the wagon over to to the neighbor's yard. The pickup truck may be upside down in, into a tree. That happens. You know what I mean? But eventually, if if that if that some bitch wants that house to, to come down, guess what? The house is coming down, whether you're holding on to the plumbing or not. It's I mean, it's going to crumble around you. Um, what you do with it after the fact, you you can either just lay there and desperately hold on to that little stitch of who you used to be while the rest of the world is passing you by. The storm has now gone off. Or you can pick your ass up out, out of the rubble and just accept the fact that things just no longer are going to be the same. And what can you do to forge a new path for you not one that you have allowed to dictate where your journey is going to go mm-hmm. Whew. 
That was a mouthful. So bad. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of my 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 two cents on, on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked it. Very thought provoking. Deep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Very deep topic this week. Kind of kind of kind of kind of on the serious note. I mean, we've right. been on here for the last however many weeks, just kind of screwing off and insulting <laughs> each other. Well, actually, you insult me, and I just have to sit here and take it. Like, you know. Oh, baloney macaroni. <laughs> oh. oh, that's fun. That that's is fun. ridiculousness. <laughs> no, um, no, very, very good topic. I I dug it. Um, while we while I'm looking something up here, um, oh, I got back in the ring. <laughs> you got back in the ring, and you lived I, to tell. I did, I did, um, and I'm only I'm only talking about this because. I'm trying to find something for the next segment, and I have it buried in here somewhere. But um, as of this recording, last weekend, I'm sorry, two weekends ago, because last weekend would have been the 4th of July. Two weekends ago, um, we did this show in Fremont, and and uh, it was a Slamathon with the PF Classic. I talked about it a couple times here on the show leading up to it and i can um i can proudly say that things went very very well in fremont indiana and i am very pleased with everybody's efforts i am very pleased with um the way we were treated which i mean we were treated like royalty um just the fine folks in Fremont were um, just just top notch, just top notch, and uh, it was pretty emotional, you know. During parts of the day, um, one of our wrestlers had wristbands made, white wristbands with uh, PF on them in black, and our champion um, had new, had brand new uh, singlet made. And he had Jeff's logo and his name and his dates on it. And he wound up actually letting me have those to um, frame and and display in my office. So I thought that was pretty cool. How thoughtful. So um, along the lines of inspirational quotes, this is a simple one. Um, And I thought it. Somebody out there who listens to this show needs to hear this on this day. So I'll mention it. Says nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm I'm possible. And you're like, that's one of those things that is has been in front of your face for as long as you could read. You look at that word and it has one connotation and it's a negative one. It's impossible. I can't do it. It's too hard. 
It's impossible. But you break it down, like one of them compound word gimmicks that we were taught in, in English class. And I don't even know if they still teach those things nowadays. But you break that word up and it says, I'm possible. I'm possible. Now, somebody out there needs to hear this because there is somebody out there that needs that little bit of a push to get over the wall. They've hit, they've hit an obstacle, Nicole. Momentum has carried them as far as they think that it will take. And they've smacked face first into the wall. They can't get past it. Why? Why can't you get past it? Just because it's standing there in front of you? Or because you haven't taken the time to actually dissect what's happening? Form a plan to overcome that. Do you go over top of it? Or is there a break in the actual wall somewhere that you can kind of sneak your way in? Regardless of what way that you eventually go, as long as you believe that you can conquer this, by and large, you can. Because a lot of the, of the success comes from our minds, the strength in our minds. The strength in our minds will power and generate the strength in our bodies. If you, if you believe it and you're going to work for it, it's a common theme on this show. It can and oftentimes will lead to a degree of success. You just got to change your approach, change the way that you look at things. As something as simple as the word impossible. And when you look at it, it clearly says right in front of you, I'm possible. And you are. So just wanted to throw those two cents in there. A little, very nice. A little, little motivation here today. There you go. That was very <laughs> nice. Little little more motivation, a little less ranting this week. Yeah, I figured, you know, I've gone on enough rants here in the last month or so. And uh, I figured, you know, today we should probably lighten it up a little bit. Because you dial it back. <laughs> you've been awful moody lately, I don't mind telling you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, kind of where we're at. Um, listen, why don't we uh, why don't we take a quick time out? We are at uh, just under the forty minute mark here. Why don't we quick uh, take a quick time out, and when we come back, we will um, do something for the the second segment. Not quite sure what we're going to do yet, but we'll we'll figure it out that at the same time that. You're hearing it. So don't go away. More of the Klaus and Hart podcast is right after this timeout. Hey, we're going to take a break here from this week's episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast. And I want to ask you a question. Are you looking for a photographer, somebody to capture one of your life's greatest moments Anything from weddings to senior pictures to family portraits. 
I want to tell you about my friend Dana Waiter, who has started her own photography business. And if you go to her website right now, callistophotos.com, you can see a sample of the amazing work that Dana does. She is professional and she is awesome. And I highly endorse her. So if you are looking to capture these moments on camera and have these memories preserved for a lifetime, check out callistophotos.com. Hey everybody, I just want to run a quick time out here and let you know about a new podcast that is available under the Jackal Creations Podcast Network. As if we didn't have enough things going on in our lives, we've decided to add a second show. This one is going to be a little bit different than Klaus of the Heart. This is Tea Time, and on Tea Time, I will be joined by my very good friend, Mr. Tim Burgett, as we talk about anything and everything. There is no format, there is no filter, there are no F's left to give. It's Tea Time, and it's available wherever you get the Klaus to the Heart podcast. It drops every Thursday morning, beginning at 1 a.m., and within a half an hour later, over on Spotify. And welcome back to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, powered by Anchor. FM, along with Nikki Falsoni, I'm Jason Klaus. We just got done talking about a pretty heavy topic, um, but I thought it was a good one. I thought it was uh, very thought-provoking, and I think it's something that a lot of people um, can take something away from, especially if you are one of those people that are struggling right now, because, you know, who isn't at this point, right? We, we're all struggling with something. But for the last segment on this week's show, we kind of wanted to liven things up. But I'm having my own struggle here, Nicole, because right. we we are going to do the Mount Rushmore. We're, we're, we're going to do a Mount Rushmore segment this week. We, we haven't done one in a while. We, okay. we, we've been alternating between Mount Rushmore's and the raunchy lyrics that you listen to, to... <laughs> rants and bitching and what whatever the case may be we're gonna liven things up a little bit here we are it's summertime right we just got past the fourth of july you know all the fireworks and the explosions and all the hoopla that goes with it now for me and for millions of other people uh summertime means a number of different things one of those things, and something that is a very big part of my summer each and every year, is, well, baseball. Everybody knows I'm a big baseball fan. So when you're a big baseball fan, Nicole, you tend to be a fan of big baseball movies. So this week, as we uh, close out this week's episode, we are going to do the Mount Rushmore, our Mount Rushmores of baseball movies. That's four of them. I assume you've seen at least four baseball movies. Uh, most definitely. <laughs> Great. Okay. I'm a, I'll I'll do mine. 
Okay. I'll do fine. Um, right at the top, top of a lot of lists, Major League, right? With Tom mm-hmm. Berenger, Charlie Sheen, uh, Corbin Burnson um, mm-hmm. came out um, late 80s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, centered around the, the Cleveland Indians and the shenanigans that uh, goes goes along with those kind of movies and uh, the team's disdain for the owner who wants to relocate the team to Miami, which at the time of that filming, there was no franchise in Miami. There is now since been a Miami Marlins. So, but uh, man, oh man, just just a classic. Obviously, if you're watching it unedited, not one for for the 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 younger you know baseball fan. Um, but I mean that's right up there. That's you know you cannot talk baseball movies without talking about Major League. Also, in the same token, The Sandlot. The Sandlot to me is very much through, shows glimpse of my childhood in the big metropolis, the hulking metropolis of Hadley, Michigan. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not really a hulking anything, really. Um, but my goodness, what 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 a fun story that is. You know, this mm-hmm. camaraderie between these neighborhood kids who brings this new kid that just moved into the neighborhood into the fold with Hercules, the dog, um, you know, is just such a, such a great movie. Dennis Leary for me, I'm a big De- Dennis Leary fan back when he, you know, before he became a big famous actor, he was a stand up, you know, mm-hmm. comedian. And um, to see him in the role of the stepdad of this, of the, the main kid, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to see him, uh, you know, tackle a different role, that was really cool. And he, and he nailed it. And then, I mean, anything with James Earl Jones in it, dude, that guy's got a voice that just will not quit. I could listen to that man read an instruction manual and be solely entertained by it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so major league Sandlot <laughs> rookie of the year. Love that movie. So many aspects about that movie that I just absolutely adore. Number one is centers around the Chicago Cubs and Wrigley Field, um, which I have a great appreciation and, and respect for. Daniel Stern as as the club manager, the the, the clubhouse manager. Jeez, oh, Pete, is he funny in that? Just so funny. And, uh, you know, we were talking about him a little bit off the air, but John Candy is their play-by-play guy in the booth. And I just, uh, I absolutely love that movie. Rounding out my Mount Rushmore, and this one, you know, complete and total, total polar opposite of the kind of, of genre that the first three were, but 42. The Jackie Robinson story. Now, Nicole, I don't know how familiar. I mean, I know you know who Jackie Robinson was and what his contributions to the game of baseball are. A lot of people don't know what all he 
had to go through to break the color barrier to allow African Americans to play in Major League Baseball. This movie is perfectly cast. It paints a very vivid, vile, um, heartbreaking story through the eyes of Jackie Robinson. And it just, it's one of those things that really, after you get done watching it, you're like, you, you feel exhausted because it, it just brings out so many different emotions as you're watching. If you're a decent human being, you know, if you, if, if, if you have a conscience, you have a soul, you know, you, you genuinely care about other people um, across the board. Um, this one is this one is going to get to you. Look, I've watched all kinds of movies. I've seen all kinds of videos. I've seen, I've listened to all. I've read music. Like I have a pretty good concept of what kind of content and, and language is out there, especially when you are dealing with that time period. You know, when segregation was very much you know a thing more so than i mean we still deal with it now make no mistake about it i'm not an idiot i realize that um but back then man it was it was it, it was black and white there was no i mean that's just the way it was um the story of jackie robinson though if you have any interest in in seeing a and yeah it's a baseball movie but it's more about this man's life and the challenges he had to overcome for him and his family in order for him to move on to play professional baseball and um, if you don't come away from that movie feeling something then you absolutely have a black hole for a soul that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so that's my Mount, my Mount Rushmore. For, 42, Rookie of the Year, Major League, and the Sandlot. Okay. So I also had Major League and Sandlot. So I will... Were you copying off my paper? No. No, I had my own. See, it's funny um, because we're on Skype, so how would you be able to do it? Never mind. <laughs> uh, Field of Dreams. Good one. Build it and they will come. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember Angels in the Outfield? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. With Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Listen, I, order, I very rarely do I order anything off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. We ordered that movie off of Amazon, or I did. I actually put I absolutely I saw it on yes. Um listen, the last time I went to the to the to the drive in that I can vividly re remember, like I remember everything about this. It was to see it was nineteen ninety four. It was the summer of ninety four. The Lion King and Angels in the in the outfield were 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 playing together. And wow. yes. And uh yeah, Al. Yep. Christopher Lloyd was Al in that movie. Yeah, and, he was. Yeah, 
great, great movie. Man, good call on that one. Field Thank of Dreams, you. eh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I I appreciate the story, I, and I appreciate the the legacy that that the real life legacy that that movie has had on that town because MLB is now going to play a game on that field where, where that movie was played. I think it's the Dodgers and and somebody else. They were going to do it last year and, and obviously they it got canceled because of COVID. Um, but it was the Dodgers and somebody else. I'm pretty sure maybe it was the Milwaukee Brewers, but they were going to go out to Iowa and, broadcast an actual major league baseball game from that field that 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 movie's based on so uh but man oh man what that got me right there angels in the outfield made me feel all warm and fuzzy i could remember renting that movie on vhs tape <laughs> you know what I mean? that's funny what? well i was going between that and bull durham that's another good one okay i've never seen bull durham you haven't? No. Oh my gosh, you've got no, to see that movie. And I hadn't seen The Natural with Robert Redford um, up until like two, three years ago. I finally watched it. And that's, and that's an older flick. It came out in mm-hmm. the 80s or early 80s, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a, you know, Tom Selleck has done a couple baseball flicks. Mr. Baseball? Yeah. Um, Bernie Mac was in that. Mister Three Thousand. Yep. Uh, all there's there's all kinds of really good um, Moneyball. Now, as yeah. far as Brad Brad Pitt movies go, he's not my cup of tea. But I really enjoyed that movie because that's based on on a real thing. That's what that that was based on a true story. Um, and while I was talking about that, another one popped in there, and now I have forgotten it. We were talking about money. Oh, a trouble with the curve with uh, Clint Eastwood and Amy yeah. Adams. That's that's a pretty good movie too. So yeah, there's all there's all kinds of good flicks out there. You know, I watch them during the off season just because I need some baseball in my life, and you know I've. <laughs> I've got DVDs of classic Tiger games and things of that nature, but sometimes you need that comedy relief. You need the the Sandlots, the Major Leagues, the um, Angels. Oh my God, I forgot about that one. I I'm in the minority here for like the younger age group, but I thought the the original was by and far way better than than the reboot the reboot was 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 decent updated mm-hmm. obviously B- billy bob horton was was in that one but mm-hmm. now i can't see him anything other than bad santa so right. he, <laughs> he kind of adopts that to the baseball realm there but right. yeah man that's a good one nicole bad news bears mm-hmm. you yeah. know walter Matthau was in that I love him. Love yeah. him. He was great in in those mm-hmm. movies he, he did with Jack Lemon, the mm-hmm. the grumpy old men and grumpy old, old men yeah. is one of my all time favorite movies. Such good just shit. The, they had <laughs> such a good just chemistry between the two of them. Oh, that movie still makes me laugh just as hard as the first time I saw it, and it's so just 
ridiculous stuff. Just morning, dickhead. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that movie. Morning, putts. Yeah, yes. good. That's great. So good. Oh, so yeah, that you, that you had a very respectable Mount Rushmore list for baseball Thank movies. You so much. I thought I was gonna throw Thank the you. throw the curveball at you, as yeah. it were. Nice. Uh, you went ahead and not, knocked that bitch right out of the park. Well, thank you so much, sir. <sighs> I better write that down. I don't believe that's going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nicole, it's always a pleasure sitting here with yeah. you for a little bit, always. shooting the breeze, dissecting some sort of thing, trying to help the audience. That's what we're all about here at Klaus to the Heart. Um. I don't think I have anything else other than, you know, the regular plugs. Um, just check out our website, KlausToTheHeart.net, for all the latest news and information. Uh, two more episodes of the CTTH Live on ONTV shows have been announced July the 23rd. That's going to be a uh, tribute shows a tribute show to my brother because that will be the day before what would have been his 42nd birthday. So July the 23rd at 6 p.m. Um, got a couple of guests um, lined up for that particular episode. And then August the 13th, um, a good friend of mine, um, we, we, we call him Q at work. Um, very upbeat, very positive, very mo motivated in individual, and just a hell of a guy. And I'm looking forward to bringing him on the show. And you want to talk about a guy that can spread some positivity? That's my buddy Q. And uh, I'm very anxious to unleash him on the world, as it were. <laughs> oh, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. And then, of course, you know, all of the other projects we got going on, you can find that on our website. And if you have any negative feedback, we've set up a special email specifically for the negative feedback. That's Nicole. <laughs> you are the worst. I couldn't even say with a straight face. It was funny. My goodness. That was funny. That was good. I am acute. Anywho, um, Nicole, always, always uh, awesome to talk to you. Yes. Have a good week. We'll see you right back here next week for another install. Um, I was going to do a fantastic close, and I, I fucked it up this time. <laughs> I wasn't really? even making faces. I know. <laughs> Can't blame me. Thrilling installment. Another thrilling installment of this fine broadcast. So for Nicole, um, be awesome to yourselves and to each other. We'll see you back here next Tuesday beginning at midnight with a brand new episode of the Klaus and Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm.